Daily Telegraph NRL podcast. Adam Mobbs here with one of the busiest men in rugby league, Michael Ennis. How are you, mate? Yeah, good. Yeah, been a um, been a good summer, a uh, big year last year. So nice to have a have a bit of a spell um, over the summer with the family and ready to go. Nice to be back in and around the grounds. Nice to be you know out of the studio and getting ready to go. Yeah, how have you have you had, do you have much time off? Uh, given you've got a role with the Eels as well as your Fox gig. Yeah, yeah. No, I've been uh, with Parramatta since um, November, so it's been good. Yeah, it's been. Um, been nice to, to see a new system and see the um, uh, you know see the setup that in and that the Brad's running obviously out there at Parramatta he's got great relationships with his players and uh, got a really handy squad at the moment and uh, touch wood we're we're heading towards the trials with um, with a healthy squad so um, fingers crossed it's a good start of the year. As someone who's just been in the with the club the last few months do you sense any of the pressure around you know the external talk no premierships since 1986 they're losing a handful of players next year does that has that been spoken about around the club how do the boys yeah, go yeah look not from my end I'm, I'm there just working with the um, with the dummy halves and doing some stuff with their middle forwards and look I think you know the, the feeling amongst the group was you know so much confidence out of the back end of last year being able to go toe to toe with the with the premiers um Arguably, probably, you know, um, you know, some would say they were the better side that night. Um, but I think the way that they grew as a group and the, the maturity and the confidence in which they've taken out of that period that, you know, things were tough for them mm. uh, and the way they were able to come back and fight for, through the final series against some of the really top sides. Uh, I think, you know, um, they've got... A, a squad there that at the moment's in a, in a good position. Their key positions are coming into the best parts of their career. They've got a really diverse forward pack that's capable of doing different things and brings um, uh, they, they, they bring a great challenge for oppositions. They're hard to handle um, when they're at their best and some exciting youth out wide in guys like Bailey Simonson and, and Will Penasini. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's a handy roster and it's important that uh, they start the season well. It's, it's been really interesting to see Parramatta sort of transform in the last few years because mm. um, I think everyone can sort of look and say they hadn't really got their junior development right over a period of time but they've you know you've started to see Parramatta players representing New South Wales at 16s and 18s and they're now building up and you're going to have that great facility out there at Kellyville and yeah. you just mentioned young guys like Penasini you've got Sean Russell Jake Arthur yep. you're starting to see the fruits of that which you know you're going to see a handful of players leave at the end of this year but mm. they're going to be that development club now which is sort of gives you that Penrith Panthers feel about it doesn't it? Yeah I think it's a reflection on the coach to be honest you know that's one thing I've been highly impressed with it's certainly something that they put an emphasis on me in terms of um, you know making sure that I'm spending some time with you know a lot of the young guys coming through in, in that dummy half role I've, I've done that uh, once a month where we get all the dummy halves together and Brad spends a lot of time um, you know with the junior with the junior teams the Harold Matthews the SG ball um, obviously you know works closely you know with the New South Wales Cup team and and mm. also the the um, that, that whole program of development. Um, and so you can see that, as you said, some of those guys now starting to filter through. And uh, I've been really impressed, actually. I'm, I'm not saying this because it's his son, but Jake Arthur's had a tremendous summer. Um, a guy that works enormously hard on his game, spends hours uh, out there fine-tuning his, his game both before and after training. And he's got a real thirst to improve and get better. And you can see that, you know, Penasini's the same, Russell's the same. So... The junior system out there is something that they've got a big focus on and they're starting to get some rewards with it. Yeah, that Patrician Brothers Blacktown team from a couple of years ago is really starting to bear Mm. fruit, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. 
It, it's exciting. Where do you see Jake Arthur this season? If if Brown and Moses are fit, could he be a fourteen? Where where would you see him playing this year? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think obviously you you know you look at the situation at the back end of the last year. Reed Marnie proved a pivotal loss and. I think uh, you know either Jake Arthur or Dylan Brown uh, certainly have the capabilities of being able to fill a role there at dummy half mid game. If someone was, if someone was injured, he brings great stability to, um, you know, the halves. Jacob, he's a really good talker. He's a real traditional half. Sees the game well. Likes to play deep into the line and create opportunities for his outside men. Create space and. He's kicking game something that he's been working tirelessly on over the summer. So there's absolutely an opportunity there for for him. I'm sure he'll play plenty of first grade this year. Fingers crossed. Obviously Mitchell and and Dylan, you know, obviously remain injury free, but also play their best football. But uh, it's it's one of those seasons for Jake where he got a taste of first grade last year. No doubt he'll he'll get more this year and he'll he'll continue to grow. But he's given himself every opportunity to to be part of the 17. Mm. It's funny how narratives in rugby league go. I know Joseph Sawali was the name on everyone's lips when he was at South and fighting off rugby interest, and then yeah. <laughs> he's gone to the Roosters. All the while, his King's school teammate, Will Penasini, was locked up over there at Parramatta. Yeah. We got to see a bit of him last season. How good can he be? Oh, he's, he's an exciting talent. I'm always wary, you know, adding extra pressure, but I think what we've seen from Penasini, uh, even before I went to Parramatta, I, I worked with Will uh, in the New South Wales 18 side. I picked him um, a number of years ago, a year young in that. And unfortunately, he picked up an ankle injury, but uh, he handled himself extremely well that night up against guys like Tabuai Fido and um, Tessie New and those type of guys. So he, he came up against some stiff opposition up in Queensland. And in the period that he was out out there in the centres, he handled himself extremely well. I'm not, not surprised that he's developed the way he has. Um, I spoke about the development program out there at Parramatta, but um, he, he's, a, he's a good one. Yeah. Mm. He's got a great body shape. His physique's fantastic for a, a modern centre. He's extremely strong and powerful off the mark. Uh, but he's only young. You know, he's he going to make mistakes. And, um, you know, I, I, think, I, I think, you know, whether it's this year or next year, we're going to see some pretty special stuff from him. He's one that, yeah, he's a good one. Mm. Uh, we spoke about that Parramatta are going to lose a few players. Isaiah Papali'i, Murata Nuakore. Um, there's some real experience missing there. Uh, young guys coming through. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about Dave Hollis, the, the big boy from War, uh, Warhope, I think yeah. he is. Yeah, yeah no, about big Dave. We've got some really good young forwards coming through, and obviously Dave's part of that. He's um, he's big body, Dave. Uh Big country lad that likes it tough, and um, yeah. you know he, he's good through the middle. He's had a had a good summer, um, so no doubt that you know that that depth in amongst the squad in in terms of the middle forwards is is um, you know a tough contest at the moment, and, and they're proving good opposition for our uh, our starting seventeen, and that's what you need. You need a healthy squad with plenty of depth, and particularly in you know in, in the middle forwards, no doubt that. Paulo and possibly Campbell Gillard and these guys will play representative football as well through the year so there'll be some opportunity for some guys to grab that and uh, yeah no, no doubt Dave's given himself every opportunity. Mm. It was nice to see Wiramu Greg get back yeah. out on the field because obviously came down from the Cowboys which I think was a tremendous pickup mm. from Parramatta some really good business and obviously suffered that injury and uh, seeing him back out on the park now he, again more depth there yeah and I think the you know the all-stars uh, the other night was a real reflection of how hard he's worked over the summer he didn't have uh, enormous game time but in the time that he did he, he's worked extremely hard on his conditioning um, to adapt to the speed of the modern game he's obviously a big man um, and He's worked really hard over the summer with the high-performance guy there, Trent Elkin, who's done a 
great job with the squad. But, you know, some of those big boys there, particularly the young ones, um, have really applied themselves and you can see it in their physique. And I, I thought he made a real difference at times for um, the Maori boys when he came on the other night. And no doubt if he can continue to work hard and impress over the trials that he'll be certainly uh, in, in and around that 17, that's for sure. Yeah. I just want to ask you, you talk about young guys. Uh, Dylan Brown obviously yeah. came in with big raps. Um, you know, the stats showed last year there wasn't a great deal of try involvements directly, mm. but um, 21 years old, great defender, a lot of upside. That's a lot of pressure on a kid that's, you know, it's only 21. And whenever you come into Parramatta in either the six or the seven jersey, all yeah. you hear is Brett Kenny and Peter Sterling in the mm. background. One of the best... Uh one of the best defensive halves in the game, Dylan Brown. Uh, you, you mentioned that he's very rarely misses tackles one-on-one. He, he's an incredibly strong defender. Uh, he's got a good kicking game. Obviously, he allows Moses to dominate that, but he's got a very handy kicking game. And the skill set on Dylan is is as good as, good as any. Uh, for Dylan, he, you know, sometimes we forget he came in at such a young age and have huge expectations given some of the highlight reels that he's provided in such a short period of time. And we expect that consistently. Um, you know, sometimes publicly, and it's not always that easy. And working with Dylan over the summer, the one thing where Dylan can improve is, is his self-belief. He's got, you know, all the attributes to be a really good 5'8 in this competition. Um, he's got a great halves partner who he's got a good combination with. Um, he's got a great relationship with his fullback and dummy half, and he's coming into those really, really good years. You know, he's had that period now where his body's developed, he's used to playing first grade, um, and as I said, his, his skill set's as good as any. And you know, when Dylan realises how good he can be, um, he's, um, he's going to be a real handful. You know, he, his challenge at the moment is that he, well, in previous seasons, is that um, at times I think he's a, a, you know, reserved and he allows Moses and Gutherson to, to dominate um, possession in critical parts of the field. Um, and Moses has given him a real licence to attack and be more confident and, and you know, take the opportunities to present themselves on uh, when, he, when he sees them. And he's done that over the summer. And I'm looking forward to seeing him play some trials and early parts of the season because I think it could be a real big year for Dylan. And you've played for a few teams, so you've probably come across that as well. How hard is that to step up and take that role when you've got some really dominant playmakers around you? Yeah, it is. It's, it's really challenging. It's really challenging. But, you know, the good ones find a way, you know, and they continue to force themselves on the contest and he's at that point now he's got the attributes to, to be a, a really good you know 5-8 in this competition and you know um, yeah, I think he's coming into those really good years that sort of you know between 22 and 27 you know he's still got young legs but he's got experience under his belt and you know I think if he can um, I think it can be good for Parramatta you know like you know, Moses controls a lot of the attack and, and Gutherson does a lot of the finishing and it provides such a a threat across the field you know Marnie really elevated himself as just a um, you know in previous seasons he was tidy defensively um, he ran when he got his opportunities and he was really good at those fundamentals that dummy halves have to be in terms of your kick pressure and your kick chase and all that stuff but Marnie's evolved himself he's now a real threat out of dummy half we saw that in the opening three months of the competition last year and in terms of his try involvements um, and the relationships that he's building with his middle forwards and that's yeah, that's where Brown's at. You know, Brown's got the ability to, to really dominate, and um, you know he, he's getting the confidence from his house partner Mitch to have the license to do that. Brad gives him great detail around his role, and I think um, if he can get out of the blocks, Dylan, he can have a really good year. 
Let's take a short break. We'll be back with Mick Ennis right after this. G'day, it's Matty Johns here from the Matty Johns Podcast. Now, each week on a Wednesday, I'm going to talk rugby league, bringing listeners to the very latest from the NRL, including insight analysis from one of the sharpest minds in the game, Cooper Cron. Plus, on Fridays, we'll bring you inside the Johns family household. When I googled electric eel, it came up with the most frequently asked questions. First one was, can I power my house with electric eels? <laughs> Whether it's uh, NRL or laughs, there's something in this podcast for everyone. Search for the Matty Johns podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Do you see the top four, top six teams changing? Do you see anyone challenging moving up outside the eight? No, no, I I don't. I think we'll see um, Penrith, Melbourne, Parramatta, South, Manly. Uh, I I mean, obviously... Yeah, the, the the Roosters, you know, they they won't have the year that they had last year. They were phenomenal, the Roosters, in, in what they were able to do with the injury list that they had. So, uh, I, I think they'll be thereabouts. But I I, I think, you know, you, those bottom sides have had another you know six months over an off season to to see where the new game's at and how it is and where their holes were that they needed to tidy up. I think they'll do that. Um, I, I think the real movers around the eight will be the Raiders and, and the Sharks. I think they're the two sides that I think, you know, the, the Sharks have recruited extremely well. And I think for Canberra mm. last year, it was just one of those years. It was just one of those years. They've got too good a roster, too good a coaching staff. Um, and so I think those two sides will will make a real move um, and put some heat on the dogs. So I think will be around the eight. Um, I like what they're doing. I like, I like the, the recruits that they've put in place this year. But um, yeah, in terms of when we get down to the business end, I think those sort of five or six sides will be, be there when the whips are cracking. I don't know if too much will change. They've got good rosters at the moment and good systems in place. Yeah, yeah. It, it's going to be exciting because only a couple of weeks ago, two, 10, 11 crucial days of trials. Yeah. Every club gets a couple. And it's great to see that they're going to be on Fox this year because I think fans just clamour to get a look at you know, whether it's 40 minutes of the stars and 40 mm. minutes or 30 minutes of, of you know that next crop of guys to come through so that's going to be really exciting for viewers this yeah, year. it's excellent i mean i'm looking forward to it i can't wait i mean this time of the year we're always trying um you know as you know as as analysts trying to find any vision that we can leading into the season particularly of young guys that are coming through we haven't seen a lot of the young talent coming through because of covid and what the restrictions that that's put on the the reserve grade and the junior competition so it's exciting really exciting for the fans out there to be able to get a good look at where not only their stars are at, but but also the young guys that are coming through their club. Um, so it's a good part uh, of the year, this trial period, and I'm glad that we're not chasing around live streaming anymore to try and find <laughs> it. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Um, and getting out to the grounds Friday night, Leichhardt, seeing the Raiders' roosters kick it off. Uh, it's going to be fantastic, so I can't wait to get out there. Yep. And just personally, mate, how annoying is Dave Ricciotti? Does he call you too much? Do I need to pull him in line? Is he all yeah, right? Yeah, look, it's it's tough. I don't know if we can talk about it publicly, but it's <laughs> yeah, it, it's tough having friends like Dave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I worked with him for 15 years now. He's uh, No, he's one of the hard workers, yeah, mate. But he's, one of the greats. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. Never but, seen a bloke have so many coffees in Cronulla and not pay for them. <laughs> oh, it's incredible. Oh, really? Yeah, never. Well, I sign his expense sheet. That, yeah. doesn't, that doesn't add up. <laughs> Hang on. There might be an inquiry here. Well, Mick, thank you very much for your time. Good luck this season um, a couple of roles for you so you be busy as always but thanks for spending a bit of time with us and uh, enjoy the year yeah thanks guys good luck for the year
Are you ready to get an inside look at crime from someone who has investigated some of Australia's worst crimes? It was like Aladdin's cave. The luminol found bloodied footprints and bloodied handprints on a wall. So it's yeah. just like a horror movie. Former homicide detective Gary Jubilin sits down with cops, crims, addicts, victims, small-time cheats, and big-town lawyers as they tell their incredible stories. My house got raided. Next thing you know, I got bail refused. Next thing you know, I'm on a truck yeah. to Parkley Prison. Listen to to I Catch Killers early and ad-free on Crimex Plus on Apple Podcasts today or wherever you get your podcasts.